Welcome to Bleeding Edge Interviews. I am your host, Super Dave. Thank you for joining me as I spend some time talking to the people responsible for all the amazing music you hear on Bleeding Edge every Saturday on Toxic Radio. This is where we get a little bit of insight into the minds of the people who are making the choice on a regular basis to deviate from the norm and push the boundaries of hard rock and metal. You know, it's hard to think of a group of musicians who have had a busier and more successful two years than Haken. From the acclaim and success of their most recent album, Virus, to the various projects uh, undertaken by individual members of the band, to the rise of their star as featured performers on Cruise to the Edge and supporting Symphony X on their 25th anniversary tour. Uh, These guys are riding high, to say the least. I had the pleasure of an extended conversation with their guitar gods, Richard Henschel and Charlie Griffiths, who talked about everything from their return to touring, working on the follow-up to Virus and their newest single, Nightingale, their solo projects, including Charlie's imminent solo debut, Tiktolica, and welcoming original keyboardist Peter Jones back into the Hagen family. It was a wide-ranging and at times educational chat, and honestly, probably one of the most informal I've ever done. They were kind enough, honestly, to talk to me from their tour bus, so we got a little glimpse into life on the road. I found the experience, honestly, to be so refreshing, I just kept the editing to a minimum and left in all that was happening there, including the inevitable patented Super Dave screw-up. Yep, it's me, so you know it's going to happen. So without further ado, here's Richard Henschel and Charlie Griffiths of Haken. Enjoy. All right, well, thank you for joining me, guys. I really do appreciate you uh, being here, taking some time off. I know you're uh, you're working hard. You're out there touring with... Uh, your friend Symphony X and Trope, and that's uh, about a little more than a week into it at this point in time. So have you gotten your legs under you? How does it feel to be back on the road? It was great. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, I remember when we had the tour books, just like looking forward to it, like Christmas was coming, right? You know, uh, mm. yeah, being out here, it's, it's, it didn't disappoint. Yeah. It was um, the last place we were uh, was, was in America. We were out on the road to Devon Townsend, yeah. but then the tour got cut short halfway through. We came home, and we we literally haven't played any shows yeah. until this tour. Uh-huh. And I've kind of like forgotten how to play guitar standing up. Yeah, I mean, sitting down playing guitar yeah. every day at home, mm-hmm. uh, standing up. This is actually a lot harder. Yeah, <laughs> it took me a few shows to get back into that. But one thing though, I have noticed though, like after just being at home practicing for two years, uh, I feel like I'm playing better than ever. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's helped yeah. a lot. Yeah, I feel more relaxed than before. And yeah, because I guess it good. gives us time to work on yeah. other things. Because before we'll be touring, and then we'll come home, we've got another tour, so we have to prepare for that tour. Yeah. And you are practicing, but you're not learning new stuff. Yeah. You're practicing old songs. So it's good to have two years to just kind of work on technique and work on other music aside from Haken and also spend time with the family yeah. as well. Always yeah. you find the good things in it when you can you know make make the best of a bad situation but i had yeah. never considered the idea of um spending a lot of time sitting down playing versus standing up later on that's the first yeah. time yeah. i ever thought of that gun joking aside it really does yeah, change yeah. you have to kind of change your hand position and your technique to yeah but getting there getting there <laughs> <laughs> i guess it's all the same for the drummers didn't make a difference yeah so <laughs> I, and I did want to ask too, and I, I launched into asking about 
the tour with Symphony X, but how was Cruise to the Edge? Uh, that had to be uh, pretty amazing with the number of, of artists and performers there. Yeah, yeah, it definitely felt like a, you know, I think for a lot of the bands, that was the first time back performing yeah. in, front of, in front of an audience. And it was, yeah, it definitely felt like a celebration of just live music and just being out in the world doing what we love again. Mm. Awesome, yeah. And yeah, and the, the first, our first show back was on the pool deck um, and we played Stonehenge. Thanks. And we had we even had the miniature Stonehenge come down from the rafters. Oh, really? We're back. <laughs> We're back. We're back. That is awesome. Sounds like that sounds like a joke, but we actually did that. <laughs> we were doing a cover sound before we got we got place finals. Surely, why not? But that was yeah, it's always a fun thing to do because we get to bring our families out with us, and um, it was a nice way to like ease us into the tour. Yeah, we we played two shows on the boat, and we had five days on the boat so most of the time we're just relaxing spending time with our loved ones and just hanging out and meeting people and then just, just the, like, the cruises are the best man it's like it's like it's just everything like it's the venue the hotel yeah and the tour bus and all the fans yeah. and all the bands as well just exactly. traveling together and it's i can just, imagine it's just like a there's nothing like it it's just yeah. you get to hang out yeah. in these like buffet areas and you'll just be walking past like Marco Miniman it's like how you doing buddy <laughs> yeah. chatting to your heroes yeah. just casually whilst eating like, <laughs> like some beans on toast <laughs> it's, a cool, it's a cool experience did, did you have any fanboy moments when you were there bump into somebody you've always admired and wanted to talk to uh, sorry I'm just um, no sugar thanks <laughs> no sugar in my coffee <laughs> I wasn't going like that to you like no yeah. no, no. We got we got Abner here. Abner, I like guy, the coffee coffee master. Hey, hello. where's mine? Greetings. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've just some admiration of a lot of the guys on the boat. Yeah, um, like Simon Phillips mm. playing. Yeah, it was like when you see someone like that, you think, oh my god, I've been listening to like him on, with Toto for twenty years. You know, wow. Mm. Uh, who else was on there? Another yeah. Marco Miniman was another one. Yeah. I mentioned him earlier. He's just he played with Miniman and oh, Stein. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. they were incredible. Uh, Mc, Randy McStein and Marco Miniman. Howdy yeah. Mio. Yeah. So one Mio. of the, the greats was yeah. on the boat as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean when you're surrounded by people like that, you, you yeah, know, it's, really it's, it's really cool. It's just, you know, seeing these people in real life is still a thrill, you know. It's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's got to be amazing. I, I really, really, really wanted to go on that. Uh, circumstances worked against it. Instead of going on that, I ended up I'll be going on a second trip to the UK. Uh, the end of this week, second one in about a month. So, yeah. Oh, really? Where, story there. Yeah. Where, about, where did you go in the UK? Uh, we hit uh, last trip, Liverpool, Newcastle, London. This time I go with my daughter, it'll be London and Leicester, where coincidentally, Rillian will be having a weekend. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. That'll be first time for that. Sounds fun. Yeah, should be a good time. But yeah, as it worked out, I ended up having to miss the cruise, but I desperately wanted to be there. Sounds sounds like it was absolutely an awesome time. Yeah, like um, before the cruise, we we had a little day trip because um, the cruise was going from uh, Port Canaveral. So a couple of days before we took we took a trip to the Kennedy Space Center. uh, Wow. Okay. It was it was incredible. Yeah, we we bumped into Steve Hogarth there. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. And then later on, Elon Musk launched one of his rockets. So it's like a, 
pretty cool site. I mean, yeah. never I, I think the two things were connected. Yeah, it's <laughs> a full day. Yeah, <laughs> it was one of those experiences that you never think you're going to experience. Right. We were just lucky enough to be there on the day of yeah. this launch, and we were just sitting there, and it was such a powerful thing to see. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a real, yeah. really, really cool thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, I have the day someday. But get my own chance to do that at some point in time if I'm lucky. We'll oh, see. Yeah, it was lucky. You know, we didn't even know it was yeah. a launch day, and it was just worked yeah. out. Apparently, even people go. You know, they can can't get cancelled the yeah. last minute. We just got lucky. Mm. So yeah, yeah, very cool. So getting back on the tour at this point, part of me says like I, I imagine it as a little bit of a dual purpose because it's it's kind of unfinished business touring to support virus, and now at the same time you're you're starting to release new music, yeah, uh, with Nightingale, and then I know there's an album that I think is coming out and in the works and such. I don't know how close it is to being completed, but I guess to an extent you're you're premiering the album, or have you had it? different in your mind as to what you were doing for this tour what what was your goal at this point we, well the main goal was for us to, to get out again and start playing music and it's been a fun way to introduce our new keyboard player Pete yeah. and he was like heavily involved in writing this song so he, he actually introduced um well that was his first introduction to the band really he presented us with this song the nightingale then we kind of run it through the haken mill and it's been a real fun song to play live yeah. isn't it? it's like yeah we've got to play this live it's so we're so crazy and uh, yeah. it's just good to play something new you know it's, uh, yeah. yeah we kind of uh, you know all the plans to tour the vector and virus you know we had this kind of grand idea of doing it as a double album performance mm-hmm. see that never happened but maybe in the future it will again but yeah. I think right right now I'm, our minds are kind of uh, focused on the next album you know yeah. now we've we completed that one song uh, had it you know we you know, we wrote it and had it mixed and mastered. Just still ready for the tour, just so we had something new to present. Uh, but the rest right. of the album is still in the in our minds. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we actually had a, a week away where we we hired out a cottage in the UK and we flew Connor over from America, and we kind of pieced together most of the lyrical, well, not the lyrical, more like the vocal melody ideas. Tried to tie all the arrangements together. Then on this tour, we were going to try and cement them a bit further. Yeah. And then over the next few months, hopefully get it recorded <laughs> and maybe aim for like early next year to get it out there. But the music we've got so far is really exciting. It's really eclectic. Probably going to be yeah. our most like, diverse album, I'll say, today. Very right, right. This stuff on there, some of the more quirky stuff mm-hmm. all over the shop. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I gotta say, Nightingale. I mean, now we thought we, this, we thought this would be like the best quiet place to do it. But it's, it's the main thoroughfare now. So. It's alright. Yeah. <laughs> ah, sorry, we'll roll with it. This is how we roll. This, this is real life. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> People got to do their thing too. Um, but yeah, Nightingale. What a what a great song. It, it is so quintessentially taken in its nature and and i kind of wondered if that was the intent a little bit to get that song out which intentionally puts the keyboards forward as a way of saying hey everybody check out the new band guy check out we got this new keyboardist we got pete with us now and we want to see and show you what he can do (laughs) 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 the coffee server 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, was, it wasn't really like it. I mean, like we had a bunch of songs we could have chosen from. Right. I don't know. That just that one just seemed to be the most, make the most sense as a standalone track. Mm. It just had like, it was a good sort of melting pot of, you know, the, the kind of strange jazz fusion harmony and sort of weird rhythms, heavy riffs, cool melodies. Um, but yeah, it wasn't really, uh, you know, much thought behind it really. We just like, let's, let's just pick this one and go with that and finish that right. one. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been any, any of them. Yeah, I think yeah. you know, typically if we're releasing a single from an album, it'll be a shorter song, maybe something that leans towards more commercial sound. Uh, but this one was the opposite of that, really. It just had all the elements that we love as um, like writers. Yeah. Uh, like they've got the dense parts, the quirky parts, the jazz fusion y keyboard moments, and yeah. and then no guitar solos. Which is, yeah. I mean, it's not, yeah. it's not really, you know, we just don't. Try not to overthink it, really. Just yeah. like, right, here's a song. Let's put it out. Right. Just uh, let it be what it will be. Right? So, yeah. It's fun to play live because it's a real headache. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're all like really super focused when we're playing it because it's yeah. probably the hardest song I'll say in the set. Yeah. Ryth- rhythmically. Rhythmically. Yeah. And it's a new song as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the whole set because we haven't played a lot of these virus songs before. Yeah. Right. Um there's like three three songs from Virus we haven't played because we released the album during during the lockdown. And yeah. half, well, more than half the set is all new music. So it's been fun doing that and it's uh, been keeping us on our toes quite a lot. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, well your instincts serve you well, at least in picking the song for the single, because uh yeah, like I said, Nightingale's just such an excellent song and it was really Honestly, I mean, I saw you guys at the Keswick last week, so the whole show, top to bottom, everybody performing was seemingly, in my mind, in absolute top form. You guys sounded amazing. That song sounded amazing in particular, so it fit right in. And I think the way I came away from the concert was almost thinking you guys were almost sort of doing Haken's greatest hits, you know, like, at least for me. Like, every song I'm going, yes, yes, yes. I'm like, they were all the ones that I hope they play this, I hope they play that. So you were just nailing all of them and you've managed to squeeze in somebody else's hit. I won't throw spoilers out there for anybody yeah, that hears yeah. this and hasn't seen you yet, but you know, yeah, that yeah, was... we're never sure how that part goes across live, but it's, uh, mm. you know, we're, we're... <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It was, uh, I think, I think for what you were doing in the middle of the song, 1985, it, it was perfect. And oh. uh, you know, like you guys nailed it. I could have closed my eyes. Thought I was listening to yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that sort of came from you know doing cruise to the edge, you know just before the tour, and unfortunately, the way things transpired, yes, weren't playing on it. Mm-hmm. So we we figured we'd uh, work some yes music into our set to oh, well. do so, you know some fan service for the yes fans. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well. Your your creativity in doing that benefited the rest of us. Well, yeah. Should we should we still do it on the Symphony X tour? We're like, yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah. Who, who doesn't like that song? <laughs> Someone suggested it, and we all said yes. <laughs> I like that. I, I like the idea. I thought it was pretty awesome. So I, I just kind of picture the whole idea. I, I don't know what you guys are like on tour, uh, in terms of your day to day, not just the shows. But I, I get this picture in my head of after all these years, you know, like kids being cooped up in a house through an extended period of bad weather mm-hmm. and all that energy and all that boredom. And then they get set loose 
and it's <laughs> chaos. It's it's energy bouncing off the walls. I don't know. Is that is that described the experience for you guys? On a tour bus. Yeah. Well, we yeah. Like, drink tea and then we like read books, <laughs> go to bed at ten o'clock. Yeah. Maybe if we like feeling crazy, and then we wake up, go and get a coffee, have some breakfast, yeah. play the show, and go back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we're not the we're not like the motley crew yeah. at all. Then yeah. they need some bands maybe live that yeah, lifestyle. I guess like we get all the, all the energy gets uh, kind of you know funneled throughout performance. Mm. Mm. You know, not that we're the most energetic band, uh, you know, jumping around or anything like that, but just throughout playing and like a you know, you know a on stage connection that we have with each other, that connection with the audience. Right. Same, you know, like you know, the people are just so welcoming and. Uh, you know, super loud, singing along, and it's just, just a great yeah interaction. It's just like we found it's hard to sustain that lifestyle. If you're mm-hmm. after, oh, you're having like five beers, go to bed, you wake up feeling hungover. Mm-hmm. It kind of affects the performance the next day. It yeah. becomes this just constant backlog. You're just feeling worse and worse throughout the tour. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. generally try and stay as healthy as possible. If there's a local gym, we'll go to the gym. Yeah. Or just go for a walk, or you know, try and get as much fresh air as possible. And um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's just really just trying to do what you would normally do at home, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Not trying, you know. Um, I guess the tendency is, you know, like you get caught up in living a rock star kind of fantasy. You know, right, right. But, you know, we just want to avoid that and just just be ourselves. You know, yeah. just. The only difference is we're sleeping on a tour bus. And that's the thing. Like We're on a tour bus <laughs> in close quarters with other people, so everyone's got to respect their space. It's a small space that we're living in. Yeah. We're basically living in a house. It's yeah. moving from motorway oh, yeah. at a high speed. So, yeah, <laughs> I think we're all good at doing that. We've kind of learned over the years, you know, everyone needs yeah. their space from time to time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but It does seem that the rock star lifestyle isn't isn't really the thing people are doing anymore. I think more and more what you guys are talking about has become the norm for most bands. Yeah. Yeah. I think also you make, when you're like really drunk, you make like silly decisions and all your money's gone. You wake up, <laughs> I bought a car yesterday. <laughs> what? Why did I do that? <laughs> Financially as well, you know, we need to Excuse make me, I need my personal space. Yeah. <laughs> These guys, man, they're the true rock stars. Yeah, the, the crew of the rock stars. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, after yeah. you guys wrap up this tour, if I heard correctly, you've you've got other dates that are getting in the works for for uh, fall. Uh, am I right? Or what else plans do you have? I think at the moment it's still open, up in the air. Um, we would love to kind of fill that gap, but yeah. with COVID, it's been hard because there's, there's so many bands trying to get back on it, and a lot of venues have been booked up already. Um, but we've got some concrete plans for next year for sure yeah. early next year but we're still yeah. trying to work on the fall this year but it would be great to get out there and keep the momentum going mm-hmm. on behalf of the fans we're all going broke with all the bands that are out touring right now oh, that's <laughs> it, right? <laughs> every time I turn around another tour is popping up I'm like oh, god I'm out of right. money mm-hmm. even us being on this tour we're seeing so many bands that we're crossing paths with like yeah. Mount, Mountain was in New York when we were rehearsing yeah. In fact, yeah, like tomorrow we're in Chicago and I think like 20 minutes away, Pain of Salvation are playing. Oh, really? Mm. You know, nice. just wrote. It's like, ah. Uh, There's just so many concerts. It would have been awesome to combine out two shows, but. That would have been oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. You know, yeah that, would have been a, that would have been a good match. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's the hard part because sometimes now these shows are happening same nights and, and yeah. so, you know, we, got, we got to mention Symphony X as well. You know, they just like being touring with those guys. It's just been awesome. Yeah. You know, from, they're just the coolest down to earth. Yeah. Welcoming guys, you know, like from day one, Michael Romeo was like uh, chatting with us, you know, chatting, geeking out on guitar stuff. And, yeah. And uh, he's, he's the coolest. Yeah. It's yeah, just, yeah. Um, <laughs> just a masterclass for us. Yeah. Go out and see the show and see them play just flawlessly every night. Yeah. And Russell just completely nailing his vocal parts, just yeah. being the ultimate human. <laughs> it's just yeah. a great experience to be around. Hey, clearly he's taken care of his voice as long as he has been in the business to, yeah. to still range from those low growls and hitting those high, perfect notes. Yeah. Uh, after all this time, is uh, that's impressive. That really is. Yeah. He makes it look so effortless. effortless. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, yeah. there's, there's a, only a handful of people in the world that can do that. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah it's, it's awesome. It's just got the gift. Hearing him backstage warming up. And uh, yeah, yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> very cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. So, all right. So, meanwhile, if I can focus and put the spotlight on Charlie a little bit at the moment, so you've got new music coming out as well. Yeah, yeah, I've got this um, solo album. Yes, congratulations on that. Your debut solo album. Yeah, how long have you been working on that now? Two years. <laughs> yeah, about that. Uh, yeah, probably like off and on, you know, mm-hmm. just not not a continuous thing, but over kind of a period of a year to 18 months. Right. But yeah, work, you know, writing it and demoing it, and getting various various guest singers. Um, got Tommy from uh, Between the Buried and Me singing on a couple of tracks. Uh, called Daniel De Young, Dutch singer. He was in Textures. Um, and who else? Uh, Vladimir Lalish. He's a mm-hmm. Serbian uh, kind of opera guy with a kind of uh, sort of Mike Patton side to him. Oh, so he's got kind of really unique. He's insane. Yeah. Like he's yeah. done some work with um, David Maxime. Yeah. Mimic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Mimic Maxime. And, yeah. Serbian names are very difficult yeah. for us to <laughs> pronounce. Yeah. But he does this like crazy stuff, doesn't he? And he, yeah. he actually done a gig with us once. Yeah. Yeah, Ross he um, filled in on one gig. With he Asian, couldn't yeah. make a show and yeah. came along and sang a whole a whole gig for us. Nice. Yeah, so it's good. Yeah, so it's called Tiktalica. And um, thank you. Yeah. I've been trying to figure out how to pronounce that for a while. Tiktalica. Yeah, uh, I was. Yeah. I think I was hanging on Tiktalika, but Tiktalica. Thank you. That's the common, the most common way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah it's, it's a it's a concept album hmm. based on a a. Um, 375 million year old species called a tiktalic and uh, you know people can look that up themselves I won't bore you with the complete history of it it's a lobed finned fish from the late Devonian period yeah right I googled that before I I mean the thing that that inspires me about it is it's like um, a common ancestor to to every every, quadruped or anything Uh, Um, you know, it was the first evolution of the bone structure that humans have, you know, that, um, you know, that allow us to play guitar. Yeah. Right? So, <laughs> That's deep. That's why, yeah, in the music video for the Tixalica, he's, he's shredding on his guitar. 
front fence yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm impressed with the uh, the cartoon. By the way, that is uh, that's some, that's some cool stuff. I've heard the album, by the way. Yes, yeah. very good. Have you heard it? Okay, you heard it? I've, I don't cool. think I've heard the album yet, but I've heard the first two songs that came out. Well, I can let you know it's pretty, pretty yeah. epic. Well, you know, heavy I was sort of inspired to do it because like Rich did a solo album. Right. You know yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, that's, that's a cool idea that, that we can, um, you know, have obviously Haken is everyone's priority, but mm. we can like branch off now and again. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, like with Haken, we, I guess the nature and way, the way we write is that we have to compromise certain things. And, yeah. You know, it's not one singular vision. It's all about yeah. vision combined. So um, it's good when you're writing your own music, you don't really have to cut any corners. You just got to go with what you want to do. Yeah. And that's, that is your vision. Yeah. So yeah, it's a fun process. Anyway. Yeah, I can imagine with Richard and, and, and Ross having done their own solo albums, you kind of were you tempted to pick their brains a little bit uh, for some ideas on, on the process? Maybe not necessarily the writing composition. Yeah, like, <laughs> Tell me how you write songs so I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Because I can imagine they can be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've asked questions, but like, just like more practical you know, things. Like, so, like, how do you how do you release an album? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like a steep steep learning curve because yeah. I ended up doing it independently. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, yeah, I had to learn a lot yeah. during that process, but um, I found it quite fun to be honest. Yeah. Like a project that I took on. Yeah. Yeah. In the end, it just like yeah, that seemed like a lot, like too much work for me to take on. And, yeah, um, I can understand so, that. So I, um, yeah, but you know, I had the album completed already. I showed it to Thomas at Inside Out. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Yeah, man, we can put this out. It's pretty cool." So, nice. Yeah. Is it but, something yeah, you but, think would have happened if it weren't for the pandemic and all that extra time on your hands, or do you think it's just something you would have gotten to or would take you a little longer? Yeah, yeah, I definitely had it in mind to do it, like the whole yeah. concepts. You know, like I've been like a geology geek. Um, since the 90s so I studied it studied it at college so I've always sort of been like uh, you know, I had this idea of like making something musical around that right and, yeah and it was you know, really what it was is that it was like not having a Haken tour on the horizon for so long yeah you know, usually we're like just practicing all the time trying to keep those Haken songs under your fingers and it's, uh, yeah so I had, a, had the extra time and, and also it was just like um you know, like the perfect storm of of uh, having the the personnel available as well. You know, from doing the Haken thing and touring. You know, like everyone on the album that um, is like a friend that we've met along the way. Mm. That that is like they're not just hired guns. That I just, yeah. you know, I just paid them and they did it. You know, they actually were into the idea, and wanted to be involved with it. Yeah, that you know it wouldn't have happened without Haken, right? Yeah, the connections you make, the the friendships you form, and yeah. get those opportunities, and to get to pull somebody in, and nice. Yeah, so I, so I couldn't have done it in the way I wanted to do it, like without making those connections along the way. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious then, how did you? That's such a deep concept to me when you talk about the idea of going back to that one ancestor. How did that occur to you? How did you dig that up? Was that like, did that come to you in an inspiration, a moment of inspiration? Well, I, mean, that, um, I remember just reading about that. I mean, that was discovered in the 2000s. Mm. There was a, a, a cool uh, PBS documentary and a book um, called Your Inner Fish. 
which explained everything about it. And so uh, the way it was discovered was really amazing to me as well. It was yeah. a guy at Chicago University called Neil Shubin, and he just kind of, um, you know, he's a, a, an anatomist and paleontologist where he uh, was just like looking at the fossil record and he, he, he was just like, okay, here, here we have fish and then here we have uh, quadrupeds. Mm-hmm. So in the middle, there must be something that, that connects the two. So he looked at a, a map of the, the world, like a geological map, and pinpointed the rocks. Um, you know, there's only like three or four areas in the world where the rocks are the right age um, for that, you know, 375 million year ago point. And uh, yeah, they, they went to a few places and they eventually um, found it in in the Arctic Canada, hmm. a place called Ellesmere Island. And I, I just thought that was incredible, that, that this guy, that he knew where this thing would be found um, based on the age of the rocks. They, they went there, and after a few years of digging, they actually found it. Right. And, and, yeah, they, um, they asked the locals, you know, the, the Nunavut people like the, that live there, they say, what should we call this? Thing. And, they, and they said, well, what is it? And they said, well, it's like a fish. And they, they said, oh, a fish, is a, that's a tiktolic. So it's a none of its word for fish. Mm. Uh, and then you know, I just like, like the sound of the word. I thought that was sounding pretty metal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So I just sort of just had it in, my, in the back of my head for years. You know, I want to do something with that. Okay. Wow. And, you know, that's amazing. You stick an A on the end, right? And it's like even more metal. Metallica. Always jokes like Metallica, Sepultura, Slayer. And then we're going to change um, (laughs) the Hakenna. Yeah. Hakenna. Okay, I need to remember that. And even that, like, you know, um, looking for inspiration for the music, even the word itself, Tiktalica, has that kind of like this rhythm that's like Tiktalica, which is. uh, and I sort of made that the, the rhythm of like the first riff of the instrumental track. Mm. It's like that word. Like, yeah. It's kind of like no, YYZ. I need to listen to that. You know how YYZ is. Um, <laughs> right. It's more code for mm. YYZ. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. And is that, when you say it's a concept album, is that, is then, is it concept in telling a story or is it more along the idea of, associated related ideas you know uh, for each song because yeah. i know there's, there's concepts albums where it's you know the songs have similar themes and then there's ones that have a story to them yeah i mean it's not like a narrative story or anything right. like that like um but yeah it, it starts off the first song arctic cemetery yeah i was like imagining what it would have been like you know um, from the fossils i view of um sitting there for hundreds of millions of years and then you get dug up kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, just uh, just trying to characterize that connection of like uh, this creature that lived so long ago and a, and a modern day human uh, coming together again after so long, you know, and it's like it's a distant ancestor. Wow. Two dis- distant ancestors meeting again. And so a lot of it's like that, you know, like thinking along the lines of you know, we're, we're all the children of this thing, and, and it's kind of uh, like long. You know, it's just like 
that had concepts of like missing people that you lost touch with or you're away from family mm. and like that. And it's um yeah, and just like the the idea of uh this creature being the first thing that crawled out of the, the water onto land. So that's there's like obviously a lot of you can relate to that in terms of trying to progress in your life and um you know, like metaphoric there's a lot of sort of metaphorical yeah. twists. Yeah, yeah. Science of it, you know. So yeah. That's impressive. I I, I really like how that has all those layers. Yeah, and it's just like um, looking, I guess it's just you know broadly speaking, it's just like <laughs> looking at um you know everyone's trying to figure out where they how they fit into the world, and um, that's just how I've always thought. You know, since since I kind of learned about geological time and evolution and the connection of all living things, it's like mm-hmm. um, this just always helped me. Uh, uh, you know, have have a that's really been my perception of how I fit into the world. It's like, you know, where everyone is connected, everyone's related. Even if you walk past people on the street, um, you don't, you know, they're strangers. They, they might be, you know, a different color or, you know, different background or different whatever, you know, we're sort of, uh, you know, almost, you know, trained by the media to, to be scared of people that are different to us. But, um, you know, the, the science tells us otherwise, right? We're just, yeah. we're all cousins, we're all related, we're all the, we're all the same thing. Doesn't, yeah. matter, doesn't matter what label you have, that's, that's just uh, a human invention. Yeah. We've always had this kind of like long, longer view of things from geology. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Then, Literally yeah. mind blown. <laughs> Put that with heavy riffs, then you've got an album. Yeah. Right. <laughs> wow, I like literally blew my mind. That's amazing. Uh, the concept you've got in there. So yeah. I, I, yeah. I, have to, I have to reset here to get back on track. Wow. So I, part of my question, too, I guess I always think when somebody, especially on their first solo album, is I imagine there's always been this one thing, maybe floating around the back of your head you wanted to do that you never could figure out how to fit it into the context of the band mm-hmm. in terms of composition or playing style or whatever. Uh, so I guess I'm curious for each of you, what itch did you finally get to scratch with that debut solo album? I wasn't really too conscious of it, to be honest. It just for me happened around about the time we started collaborating in Haken. Mm-hmm. So it's around the affinity period where we decided to just start writing music together as a band. Um, so I just started writing other music. And I wasn't thinking I need to do this because it's not going to sound like Haken mm-hmm. or I want to scratch this itch. I was just writing music that I wanted to write. And that's how it evolved. Um, yeah, I think just generally, if you're too conscious of what you're writing, it's not going to end up that honest which is such a niche that's uh, a niche cliche thing to say yeah. but it's true i really do think that's true um it's the same in hate we we all bring ideas that we like but then it evolves into something we all like um but yeah so for the cocoon stuff i was just yeah doing the same thing i was just writing music and what ha- what came out came out naturally i'm assuming it's the same for you right yeah yeah like for me like the worst thing i can do is overthink why why i'm doing something. <laughs> 
because mm. you just it just paralyzes you into like oh man this this why 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 yeah. <laughs> what mm. is anything then you like you, just, <laughs> you, you hear a song you feel like, oh yeah. man I wish I, I want to make it sound more like that yeah and then you go and try and make the song sound more like that and it just it doesn't work you feel why isn't it sounding like that but you should just be writing what you want to write. Yeah, without thinking, trying to make it something yeah. that it shouldn't be. Like for my stuff, like the one, like the one sort of decision I made at the beginning was, like in in Haken, like we use eight string guitars mm. for everything. That kind of makes you think in a kind of slightly different way and compose differently. But for for my stuff, I just um, decided I'm only going to use the six string, and like um, just like you know, like looking at guys like Dave Mustaine or James Hetfield or. Kerry King or whoever, like those kind of thrash guys, right? Who kind of grew up and they were that was kind of like what really got me excited about guitar at the beginning. So I was just getting back to that kind of thing, like playing like uh, Dave Mustaine style riffs, and, mm. and it, yeah, you probably could work that into Haken stuff, but it was, you know, it was just yeah, is how I did it. You know? And I guess <laughs> naturally, there's going to be this crossover. Our albums and Haken albums, yeah, yeah. Because part of us in Haken music, so it's yeah. just it's always going to be there. And I don't think it's healthy to try and make something that doesn't sound like Haken for the sake of it, mm-hmm. because that's just not right, is it? Because part of us is in Haken, that's just yeah. how we write. Um, but yeah, one thing on the cocoon which was fun was to really let loose on the piano a bit more because, um, I made a conscious decision to not play so much keyboards. For the last maybe four albums since Affinity, really. So, Affinity, Vector Virus, and also Restoration. Mm. I don't play any keyboards um, because it wasn't so practical on stage. It was quite tricky going back and forth. Mm. Uh, so, with a cocoon, I just, you know, I went to town a bit more with um, the keyboard playing and also just creating the sound design and stuff like that. So, that was fun. But you know, once again, that kind of sound is also in Haken. So, um, yeah, it's not so far removed from. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm always kind of curious. And it's one of those things where, you, you know, I imagine if you're doing it while you're working in the band at the same time, it's like getting caught up in that idea. Oh, I like this idea. Wait, should I save this for mine? Should I share this with the group? Is yeah. this fit now? And and I'm uh, not a musician myself, so a, I can't relate entirely. Feeling, really. It just looks like a gut yeah. feeling of like, yeah, this kind of feels like my thing. Right. And it's just a period as well. So we'll say, let's just start working on this new hate map. And we'll have a few months where we gather all these like core ideas together. And during that time period, yeah, it's all good. During that period when we're kind of gathering these like seeds of ideas, mm-hmm. that's when we'll just, you know, I'm writing this new idea. This mm-hmm. is a hate map. And then we have like a pool of ideas and they grow into songs eventually. Um, and it's usually, because during that period, you know that we're working on hate stuff. So it's going to be a Haken song, right. usually. And we've also changed the way we write. Um, more recently, we'll kind of meet up and we'll jam through ideas. And you know, Ray and Charlie kind of live fairly close to me. Mm. And uh, we'll let's just meet together and we'll, Ray will start playing a groove. And then we'll start playing a riff and then just get it down. But then send it to the other guys. Then it'll grow organically that way, mm. um, which has been fun. Yeah. Yeah. And other times... Yeah. One of us would just bring an idea to the table mm. and then throws that way. There's lots of different ways it comes together. Right. Mm. Yeah. And I can I can imagine to a large extent, 
what you hear from the others is going to influence what comes to mind anyway, whatever ideas you have. Mm. So it's, it's probably uncommon to have a lot of them coming to mind in a vacuum, so to speak. Certainly yeah. when you focus on Haken music, you know, yeah. there is no vacuum, at least unless you're the first one to throw something out there, then yeah, yeah, sure, a little sure. bit. Yes, yeah, beautiful, isn't it? Bouncing mm. off each other yeah. and um, appreciating other people's ideas and just not writing it on straight away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something you can take from it, even if it's um, just a real quick idea, just a melody or something, or a vocal line or a guitar riff. Yeah. Um, if you have to give it time, yeah, it's like the whole the whole thing is like an experiment, really. It's just like, mm. a, yeah, like oh, this guy's like just throwing this curveball in, and it's like at first you think. Oh, well, I wouldn't have thought of that, but yeah. And it's the view of it. Okay, let's see where this goes. Because you can yeah. be quite attached yeah. to your ideas. And I've learned over the years that that's not always the healthiest approach. Mm-hmm. So you can write your idea, get it down, but be willing to let it evolve into something else mm-hmm. and not get too attached to it. Mm-hmm. And then, like I say, you usually ends up like getting somewhere that's better than yeah. the original. And it's different because you know, it's not what you would have come up with yourself, but it doesn't mean it's wrong. Right. It's just an approach. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah. It is a real amalgamation of all of our tastes and ideas. I imagine this time right now, too, offers uh, probably for something that a lot of bands don't necessarily get at this stage in their career, but as a cool opportunity that for the first time in 14 years, give or take, I guess it is, you've got a new member of the band and you've got yeah. somebody new to bounce your ideas around and 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 play play around with so to speak and be inspired when was Connor joining the band when did you join the band oh 2014 2014 yeah yeah Yeah. so Connor's driving the bus oh right okay yeah 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 you know what slow down there buddy I'm double duty on this one make that eight years (laughs) so we we recorded the mountain and then our old bass player Tom McLean Tom McLean left and um yeah, Connor joined. Yeah, and yeah. it really brought a whole new um, life to the band. Yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah, we're, you know, everyone has their own unique perspective on music and what they can bring to the song. It's, uh, yeah. it's just cool. Yeah. Same goes with Pete. Yeah. He was actually in the band years ago in 2007 when we were working on some demos before we even recorded Aquarius or three years before Aquarius. Mm. Um, so he's got that history in yeah. the band as well. Um, but yeah, he's brought so much mm. to the music because he's he's into his jazz, yeah. and yeah, I feel like that's a lot of why, why Nightingale feels so hated, you know? Cause it's yeah, like, it was there, you know, like that demo. Like before, I was in the band; they um, did this demo with songs like "Snow and Blind," yeah. "Snow and Blind," yeah, "Blue Blue Moon," and uh, yeah, and I you know I used to go and see these guys at the local. Like venue Kingston in Kingston, Peel. the Peel in Kingston. Mm. It's like so many uh, uh, sort of British like bands. That was their kind of launch pad. That venue, mm. but it's sadly been demolished, <laughs> unfortunately. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I used to go and see these guys, and I was just sort of blown away by this sort of colourful music um, with all this intricate riffing. And uh, yeah. It was cool, man. And he was there yeah. during that whole period. So Pete was the guy. And then he, he went <laughs> off to study theoretical physics. So he's, he's obviously a little bit above us. But then <laughs> wow. so he, he bringing that whole kind of 
that intellectual um, side to music, which we've obviously already got. Yeah. So after Toby's <laughs> um, speech earlier, <laughs> no, I mean he's he's got this. Um, it's a, I don't know, a different approach to music. If you listen to his solo stuff, he's got this project called Nested Shapes, and he really manipulates sounds in certain ways, which I've never really heard yeah. before. And he's brought that to Hayes. It's almost well. like more of like an abstract or mm-hmm. abstract approach to sound, which is like yeah, pretty, pretty exciting. Really yeah. fresh, and you can yeah. hear it in Nightingale. It's like glitchy sounds in the background and. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really taken our music to a whole new place, which is really exciting. Yeah. Excellent. And do you expect uh, he'll be a prominent force in the new album, the next one coming out more so than the others, or where do you guys think that's going to be? Oh, no, yeah, 100%. I mean, we've yeah. just like said, look, we want you in a band, mm-hmm. and we're a band that will work together. Yeah. So you know, we want you to you know, have as much creative input as you want. Yeah. Just throw your ideas, and he's done that. So he's. Mm-hmm. He's been heavily involved, um, as all of us have, in all the songs. Yeah. Gotcha. And if I understand correctly right now, songs are pretty much in the head. Yeah. And that's as far as you've got. As, well, as, no, they're on, that is, they're on a hard drive as well. They're on a hard drive as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, okay. They're on a hard drive. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, like, um, yeah, everything's, like, demoed out. Okay. The way we work is, like, you know, we, all the drums are programmed. It's software and like um, guitars are kind of roughly mm-hmm. recorded, keyboard parts are roughly done. You know, we start off with just like vocal lines, um, you know, just sort of singing, like, you know, just sort of getting, yeah. getting like the syllable placement or the sort of type of melody that that section should have. And then right. you reverse engineer those melodies and syllables into, into you know, some form of meaning using real mm. words mm. Yeah. yeah there's that whole thing is like a, you know it's a puzzle it's it's kind of a, you know it's, it's really you know, when it starts to come together it's really exciting yeah it's fun yeah. We've, like yes. I mentioned earlier we had yeah. that week away in yeah. cottage in the UK and we had these like core ideas and then like Charlie was saying we've got these kind of syllable counts and vocal melodies and we were just trying to tie that all together I think we left that week with some basically yeah. stuff that was mapped out. And yeah, we left thinking we got an album. Yeah, it was almost yeah. complete. Yeah. And now we need to work on those finer yeah. details. And um, we've got all the broader strokes in place, but we need to really get all the finer details and mm. all the little riffs and licks and stuff. But yeah. you know, a lot of that stuff just happens during the recording yeah. process. Yeah. But that's, you know, the, the creative exactly. part, you know, creative. I, uh, mindset never stops until it's mm. until it's yeah. uh, printed on vinyl, right? So, so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the artist never stops creating. They just finally present a piece, yeah, in some state of finish. Someone, someone gives you a deadline, and that's yeah. what you. <laughs> that's <laughs> actually <laughs> thing of working with a, a label. Yeah. They, they'll say we need it by this date, and we've got to release it by this date. So we have to get it done. <laughs> yeah. I found with my solo stuff. I just, because I'm doing it on my own. Yeah, you just go on forever. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's no date. There's no one telling me that it's got to be done by this time. So I'm just constantly going in circles. Like, yeah, I could make it a little bit better if I do this. <laughs> if I change that riff. Well, then I'll hear like a Jacob Collier song. Like, Maybe if I make it sound like that, yeah. and then that doesn't work. It's a circle that never ends. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good in that respect. So we have a deadline and we, we always hit it. We, we get it done. Yeah. And yeah. we're always happy by the end of it. So. 
That, that double-edged sort of creative freedom is <laughs> you yeah. can take as long as you want. And the right. downside is you can take as long as you want. <laughs> yeah. so it never ends. Yeah. Never ends. So what's, so if I understood correctly, where's the, where's the schedule now for the, for the new album? That's supposed to be due out next year, you said? I think so. Early yeah. next year, I reckon. If we no, next year. Plan, mm-hmm. come off this tour and we'll try and record. And yeah, the plan would be early sometime next year, yeah. but it all depends on um, that that whole process, doesn't it? Yeah, really? The thing is, like we are, we have to deliver it like three months ahead of mm-hmm. it's mm. going to get released, right? No, maybe yeah. even longer now because of the vinyls. Yeah. Heard of the real backlog of vinyl pressing. So oh, well. it's maybe five or six months nowadays. I've heard. Mm-hmm. So we'll wait and see. But I think the plan is early next year. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, as soon as we get home from this tour, we're going to get stuck into it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. It's good to have plans. <laughs> and it's it is so much hitting at once for all of you guys, just as a whole group. It just seems like there's been so much activity around Haken and the various members going back nine months at this point. It's, it's so impressive. And, uh, you know, it's great to see that star that's Haken rising continually because you know you, you're you're among the tops out there at the moment in the world of prog metal period as far as i'm concerned music period but i realize the rest of the world's not interested in my musical taste half the time and i'm not interested in theirs and that's fine but you guys have, have really carved out your own section of all of this and it, it's hard not to think of prog metal or even metal half the time without the name Hagen coming up somewhere. So I mean, congrats you guys, you know, I'm certain touring with symphony X is helping to spread that even further. And I'm just so happy to see that happening for y'all. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's very nice of you to say that. Uh, Yeah. It feels good to just be out touring again, playing. It's been a while. And yeah, we're lucky to be out with symphony X. I mean, great band to be playing with. Yeah. Yeah. For those listening, if you're, if they're coming to your town, you don't have your tickets yet. Get your tickets. I don't know what you're waiting for. It's it's mm-hmm. it's just an absolute kick-ass night of music from from top to bottom. Everybody was, like I said, in, in top form. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. There's hardly a better slate out there that I've seen touring in the last year. So uh, glad you guys are part of it. It's it's it was yeah. really an awesome show. Um, and then. Charlie, your album comes out June 17th, if I understand correctly. 17th, yeah. Tiktolica. I got to keep repeating that to make sure I don't say it incorrectly next time I mention it and I'm playing it. We specialize in releasing albums that can be uh, pronounced in many different ways. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, we get it called Harkin, uh, Harkin. Um, <laughs> yeah. Many, yeah. So many different ways. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't look down on anybody on that. I'm good at mispronouncing names left and right uh regardless of what's going on even michael romeo i looked at that thought there's no way it's just romeo that's that's a character in shakespeare it's probably romeo yeah oh romeo and i went i overthought it okay (laughs) (laughs) overthought it that's fine i found a way to screw it up anyway but i i said to somebody recently as well that prog metal is excellent for expanding the vocabulary because Everybody's throwing new words at me anymore that I've never heard before. So I was earlier. Yeah. Never knew what that word was until we wrote a song about it. Yeah. 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 It's it's great to have. It makes me sound so much more intelligent than I probably am. Yeah. That's what Wikipedia is for. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
All right. Well, guys, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Uh, I know you got to wrap up and um, again, wish you the best on the remainder of the tour. Uh, I hope it is amazing. Gets better every night. Uh, I look forward to the new album again, Nightingale, excellent song, Charlie loving what you're doing too. And, and it, of course, all this inspired me to dig into your stuff, Richard. So uh, there's so much you guys are putting out right now. That's so, so impressive. And I, I hope all of it gets the attention it deserves and uh, real successful for you. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, so much. Thank, and thanks for your time as well. Yeah. yeah. Just doing this like really helps us, you know, explain what we're trying to do. So, mm. Oh yeah, absolutely guys. You know, uh, interestingly enough, I, I've interviewed members of Haken more than any other artist so far. So yeah. uh, I'd like to think it's been a mutually good, mutually beneficial relationship. <laughs> so, Definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, Take care. Have a safe journey the rest of your uh, travels and uh, keep it on. Keep keep on keeping on. I'm going to stumble over this. I'm just going to edit this part right the fuck out of this video. <laughs> keep kicking ass, guys. Enjoy. Keep on with keeping on. Keep keeping like on with what you keep on with. Lord of the Rings. Okay. It's like it's the like uh, five ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the King Crimson song. Um, be happy with what you have to be happy with. Uh, yeah. Be happy with what you have to be. Happy with, be happy with. Is that on the uh, power, power sleep. I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna have to write that down. <laughs> All right, guys, take care. Be good. Awesome. See you later. Bye. Bye. Such an enjoyable conversation. Richard and Charlie are truly a pair of talented and thoughtful artists, and really just fun guys to chat with. They and everyone in Hagen absolutely deserve all the success and acclaim that's been coming their way in the past two years and is sure to keep coming their way in this foreseeable future as far as I'm concerned. The latest Taken single, Nightingale, is available for purchase and streaming now. Charlie's solo debut, Tiktolica, will be out in full on June 17th, but for now you can check out his first two songs, Arctic Cemetery and the title track, wherever you stream or buy music. Richard's solo album, The Cocoon, is also available and absolutely well worth your attention. They have about another week or so left on tour as of the time this is posted. And if they're headed your way and you haven't gotten your tickets yet, I highly recommend you get them now. That is a three-act bill that is absolutely kicking ass on this tour. Huge thanks again to Richard Henshaw and Charlie Griffiths for their time and talking to me. Love doing it, guys. Hope we get to do it again in the future. And meanwhile, I'm keeping an eye on Haken, and I'm looking forward to whatever you guys are doing next. Thank you for joining me once again for Bleeding Edge Interviews. Just a quick reminder, you can find me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you haven't already, please check out my other interviews. They are available wherever you find podcasts. Just search under Toxic Radio. They are also available through ToxicRadio.net as well as the free Toxic Radio app. Meanwhile, remember Bleeding Edge is on every Saturday, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time, featuring only the best in prog metal, alt metal, and anything else that rocks hard and pushes the boundaries. This is Super Dave, signing off.